Happy the man who feareth God, whose feet his holy ways have trod. Thine own good hand shall nourish thee, and well and happy shalt thou be. Thy wife shall like a fruitful vine, Fill all thy house with clusters fine. Thy children all be fresh and sound, Like olive plants thy table round. Lo to the man whose blessings flee, Who in God's holy fear doth live. From him the ancient curse has fled, by Adam's race inherited. Out of Mount Zion God shall send, and crown with joy thy latter end, that thou Jerusalem mayst see. In favor and prosperity, he shall be with thee in thy ways, and give thee health and length of days. Yea, thou shalt children's children see, and peace on Israel shall be. Page 136 is the Divine Service, and uh, introits in your white bulletin. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Beloved in the Lord, let us draw near with the true heart and confess our sins unto God our Father, imploring him in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ to grant us forgiveness. Our help is in the name of the Lord. Who made heaven and earth. I said I will confess my transgressions to the Lord. And you forgave the iniquity of my sin. O Almighty God, merciful Father, I, a poor, miserable sinner, Confess to you all my sins and iniquities, with which I have ever offended you, and justly deserved your punishment, now and forever. But I am heartily sorry for them, and sincerely repent of them. And I pray you of your boundless mercy, and for the sake of the holy, innocent, bitter sufferings and death of your beloved Son, Jesus Christ, to be gracious and merciful to me, a poor sinful being. Upon this, your confession, I as a called and ordained servant of the word announce the grace of God to all of you. And in the stead and by the command of my Lord Jesus Christ, I forgive you all your sins in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. <laughs> Those who are wise shall shine like the brightness of the firmament. 
and those who turn many to righteousness, like the stars forever and ever. Jesus said in the regeneration, when the Son of Man sits on the throne of his glory, you who have followed me will also sit on twelve thrones, judging the twelve tribes of Israel. I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. My soul will make her boast in the Lord. The humble shall hear of it and be glad. Oh, magnify the Lord with me. And let us exalt his name together. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be world without end. Amen. Those who are wise shall shine like the brightness of the firmament, and those who turn many to righteousness like the stars forever and ever. Jesus said, In the regeneration, when the Son of Man sits on the throne of his glory, you who have followed me will also sit on twelve thrones, judging the twelve tribes of Israel. Lord, have mercy. Christ, have mercy, Lord, have mercy. Glory be to God on high, and on earth peace, goodwill toward men. We praise you, we bless you, we worship you, we glorify you. We give you thanks for your great glory. O Lord God, heavenly King, God the Father Almighty, O Lord, the only begotten Son, Jesus Christ, O Lord God, Lamb of God, Son of the Father, who takes away the sin of the world, have mercy. Who takes away the sin of the world, receive our prayer. Who sits at the right hand of God the Father, have mercy. For you only are holy, You only are the Lord, you only, O Christ, with the Holy Spirit, are most high in the glory of God the Father. Amen.
with you. And with your spirit. Let us pray. O Almighty God, who has built thy church upon the foundation of the apostles and prophets, Jesus Christ himself being the head cornerstone, grant us to be joined together in unity of spirit by their doctrine, that we may be made a holy temple acceptable unto thee, through the same Jesus Christ, thy Son, our Lord, who liveth and reigneth with thee in the Holy Ghost, ever one God, world without end. Amen. First, the first reading for the Confession of St. Peter's from the second chapter of Acts. Men of Israel, hear these words. Jesus of Nazareth, a man attested by God to you by miracles, wonders, and signs, which God did through him in your midst, as you yourselves also know, him being delivered by the determined purpose and foreknowledge of God, You have taken by lawless hands, have crucified and put to death, whom God raised up, having loosed the pains of death, because it was not possible that he should be held by it. For David says, concerning him, I foresaw the Lord always before my face, for he is at my right hand, that I may not be shaken. Therefore, my heart rejoiced, and my tongue was glad. Moreover, my flesh also will rest in hope, for you will not leave my soul in Hades, nor will you allow your Holy One to see corruption. You have made known to me the ways of life. You will make me full of joy in your presence. Men and brethren, let me speak freely to you of the patriarch David, that he is both dead and buried, and his tomb is with us to this day. Therefore, being a prophet... And knowing that God had sworn with an oath to him that of the fruit of his body, according to the flesh, he would raise up the Christ to sit on his throne. He, foreseeing this, spoke concerning the resurrection of the Christ, that his soul was not left in Hades, nor did his flesh see corruption. This Jesus God has raised up, of which we are all witnesses. Therefore, being exalted to the right hand of God and having received from the Father the promise of the Holy Spirit, he poured out this, which you now see and hear. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks Thanks be be to God. God. The epistle is from the first chapter of 1 Peter. Peter, an apostle of Jesus Christ, to the pilgrims of the dispersion in Pontus, Galatia, Cappadocia, Asia, and Bithynia, elect, according to the foreknowledge of God the Father, in sanctification of the Spirit for obedience and sprinkling of the blood of Jesus Christ, grace to you and peace be multiplied. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who, according to his abundant mercy, has begotten us again to a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead, to an inheritance incorruptible and undefiled, and that does not fade away, 
reserved in heaven for you, who are kept by the power of God through faith for salvation, ready to be revealed in the last time. In this you greatly rejoice, though now for a little while, if need be, you have been grieved by various trials, that the genuineness of your faith, being much more precious than gold that perishes, though it is tested by fire, may be found to praise, honor, and glory at the revelation of Jesus Christ, whom, having not seen you love, though now you do not see him, yet believing you rejoice with joy inexpressible and full of glory, receiving the end of your faith, the salvation of your souls. This is the word of the Lord. Their sound went forth through all the earth, and their words to the end of the world. The heavens declare the glory of God, and the firmament showeth his handiwork. Alleluia, alleluia. I have chosen you out of the world, that ye should go and bring forth fruit, and your fruit should remain. Hallelujah. The Holy Gospel according to St. Matthew, the 16th chapter. Glory Glory to you, you, O Lord. When Jesus came into the region of Caesarea, Philippi, he asked his disciples, saying, Who do men say that I, the Son of Man, am? So they said, Some say John the Baptist, some Elijah, and others Jeremiah, or one of the prophets. He said to them, But who do you say that I am? Simon Peter answered and said, You are the Christ, the Son of the living God. Jesus answered and said to him, Blessed are you, Simon Barjona, for flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my Father who is in heaven. And I also say to you that you are Peter, and on this rock I will build my church, and the gates of Hades shall not prevail against it. And I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven, and whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven, whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. This is the Gospel of the Lord. Praise Praise to you, O Christ. The Nicene Creed. I believe in one God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and of all things visible and invisible, and in one Lord Jesus Christ, the only begotten Son of God, begotten of his Father before all worlds, God of God, light of light, very God of very God, begotten, not made, being of one substance with the Father, by whom all things were made, who for us men and for our salvation came down from heaven 
and was incarnate by the Holy Spirit of the Virgin Mary, and was made man, and was crucified also for us under Pontius Pilate. He suffered and was buried. And the third day he rose again, according to the Scriptures, and ascended into heaven, and sits at the right hand of the Father, and he will come again with glory to judge both the living and the dead, whose kingdom will have no end. And I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord and giver of life, who proceeds from the Father and the Son, who with the Father and the Son together is worshipped and glorified, who spoke by the prophets. And I believe in one holy Christian and apostolic church. I acknowledge one baptism for the remission of sins, and I look for the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen. You may be seated. Hymn 291. On the rock the church shall stand, even when steeples are falling. Crumbled as spars in every land, bells still are chiming and calling, calling the young and old to rest. Calling the souls of those distressed, longing for life everlasting. Not in our temples made with hands, God the Almighty is dwelling. High in the hands his temple stands, all earthly temples excelling. Yet he who dwells in heaven above deigns to abide with us in love. Making our bodies his temple. We are God's house of living stones, built for his own habitation. He fills our hearts, his humble thrones. Granting us life and salvation. Where two or three to seek his face, he in their midst would show his grace. Blessings upon them bestowing. Yet in this house and earthly frame, 
Jesus, the children, is blessing. Hither we come to praise his name. Faith in our Savior confessing. Jesus to us his Spirit sent, making with us his covenant, granting his children the kingdom. Through all the passing years, O Lord, grant that when church bells are ringing, many may come to hear God's word, where he this promise is bringing. I know my own, my own, know me. You not the world, my faith shall see. My peace I leave with you. Amen. The sermon text is from Second Peter chapter one, verse twenty. Knowing, first of all, that no prophecy of Scripture comes from someone's own interpretation, for no prophecy was ever produced by the will of man, but men spoke from God as they were carried along by the Holy Spirit. This is our text. Grace and peace to you from God our Father, from our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Maybe you've heard the arguments discussions, they call them, which people argue back and forth about which part of something is more important. For example, is it defense or is it offense that's more important? Although, yeah, we know that that neither is completely unimportant. Uh, You can't win if you don't score, and you can't win if you don't stop the other person from scoring, and, and... Similarly, in other areas of life, it's not always easy to sort out and separate out the parts. So which is more important, Christmas or Easter? Well, that's easy. There's no salvation apart from the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Yeah, to which the response is, if Jesus hadn't taken on flesh, then there wouldn't be a body to crucify, much less lay in the tomb and raise from the dead. Quite obviously, you can't take the life of Jesus apart, say that any part is unimportant. So, um, But isn't that what happens? Exactly what happens in the workings of the Holy Christian Church. Our Lord Jesus Christ has set up his kingdom. He desires to give us the whole lot. But by our picking and choosing, we desire or we think what is most important, and so we divide, divide things up and try to subvert God's process. The Heavenly Father sent us his Christ so that he would suffer, die, and rise again. Our Lord Jesus Christ called apostles to make them fishers of men, and the Holy Spirit came upon those men. Those same apostles 
wrote down our books of the New Testament so that the New Testament church might be built on the foundation of the apostles and prophets with Christ Jesus himself being the chief cornerstone. The Lord establishes the ministry of word and sacrament in order that we might obtain that saving faith. He provides pastors in order to be servants, preaching the word, serving out, administering the sacraments. Believers then are gathered around the means of grace and they receive that forgiveness of sins. He intended that believers would encourage each other and live in their vocation. By his words and actions, believers were drawn uh, together. They were to draw people to Jesus, who were then, well, able to hear the means of grace. So, the church is teaching and baptizing. People are made disciples, and the process starts all over. It's, it's one whole lot, if you will. So why do we want to pit one thing against another, maybe one sacrament against another? There are those who have had their children baptized, but then don't bring them to be taught. What's with that? There are those who are taught the faith, but then don't bring them to Christ's body and blood. There are those who expect to be strong in the faith, but they don't confess their sins and receive absolution. Christ didn't provide these as a kind of uh, pick and choose. Uh, Each of these is to be a part and regularly used as a necessary part of Christ's church. Well, similarly, there are also some who think they can improve on God's plan by emphasizing one part uh, over another. In the 19th century, Bible societies were set up to produce and to distribute Bibles, thinking that that would result in widespread conversions. It didn't. Today we have those who are simply nuts about evangelism, telling people about Jesus. They're so concerned about telling people, as it resulted in in large numbers of conversions. Um, No. Usually those that are crazy about it are uh, often confused about the way in which God saves. The Pentecostals have emphasized the Holy Spirit, but without the objective word, they're left with a bunch of emotional stuff. The non-denominational kind of megachurches, they're crazy about gathering believers together, but they can entertain but not much long gospel, good works, then become a distraction. In today's Holy Gospel, from Matthew 16, there are the well-debated words, Jesus to Peter, I tell you, you are Peter, and on this rock I will build my church. The Roman Catholic Church has determined that Jesus is going to build his church on the person of the Apostle Peter. They go on to explain that Peter is the first pope and Jesus is still building his church on each succeeding pope. And if you're not connected with the pope, well, then your membership in the church is not with the true church. 
On the other hand, the Protestants respond and say that the rock is just the message, the message of Jesus Christ, and really everyone's a minister. And the more people we get involved in telling the message, the more people we're going to convert. Which is it, offense or defense? We, we pick out, we do. What do we find? Our Lutheran confessions seek to keep us on the middle road. They want us to preserve the whole lot. It's not just a knee reaction of one against another. It's not what do we want to emphasize or what do we think would be good in our idea, which is more important. No, the Roman church doesn't understand that Peter is singled out in this uh, particular passage simply because we need someone to answer the question. And he answers on behalf of the other apostles as well. But he correctly declares that Jesus is the Christ. And it's true that Jesus, when he says, I'm going to give you the kingdom, uh, uh, the keys of the kingdom, he not only speaks to Peter individually because he's the one that spoke, but then in Matthew 18, we've got 16 and 18, he also speaks about giving the keys to all of the apostles and doesn't single just one out. And so let's put them together. The Protestant church then doesn't understand that faith is created by association. And it's not with one particular person. They, they're right. It's not simply a, a Pope of Peter. But it's not with a message that's somehow unembodied and, and anyone or everyone. No the Father actually chose that it might go out through apostles, and then he chose that it would go out through the pastoral office, and he calls and ordains them so that there might be a message, but there might be a ministry of the message. And so when he's going to build it upon this rock, it is this message that is being preached by those whom he has called apostles, our own Lutheran confessions in the treatise on the power and primacy of the Pope speak of it this way. It says, as to the statement, on this rock I will build my church, Matthew 16, it is certain that the church is not built on the authority of a man, not just a man, not just a man, but on the ministry of the confession. Both. The ministry of the confession. There's an office of the ministry and there's a confession that goes forth. That confession is not their own idea. It's been revealed to you by my Father in heaven. Otherwise, Peter wouldn't know it. The apostles wouldn't know it. And pastors today, when Peter declared Jesus to be the Christ, the Son of God, therefore Christ addresses Peter as a minister and says on this rock, that is, on the ministry Besides, the ministry of the New Testament is not bound to places and persons as the Levitical priesthood, but it's spread abroad through the whole world. It exists where God gives his gifts, apostles, prophets, pastors, and teachers. Nor is this ministry valid because of any individual authority, but because of the word given by, by the Christ. So we hold to Jesus' words, 
We don't want to let any part of it slip through. We're not going to pick one or another. We're going to grab onto the whole thing. We teach the ministry, and we teach the confession, which Peter made. You are the Christ, the Son of the living God. The office preaching the gospel is valid because of the word that's given by Christ. And uh, this office of preaching the gospel is effective because the Holy Spirit is promised through that preaching of that same word. And so, yes, we're going to hold up Christmas and Easter. We're going to hold up the office and the ministry. We're going to hold up Peter as well as the other 11 apostles. We're going to hold up pastors as well as uh, uh, evangelists and those that go. We're going to hold up the word and the sacraments, baptism and Lord's Supper. We're going to hold up a confession and an absolution that gives us forgiveness. For you see, this church is not of our choosing. Our Lord has set it up, and we ask that he would build us on the foundation of the apostles and prophets, with Christ Jesus himself being the chief cornerstone. Amen. May the peace of God, which passes us all understanding, keep our hearts and minds in faith in Christ Jesus unto life everlasting. Page Jesus Christ, you are seated at the right hand of the Father, and we heartily give you thanks that you did give to your church inspired apostles and teachers, that you confirmed their preaching with signs following and with the testimony of your Holy Spirit. Now grant us grace, we beseech thee, firmly to be established in faith by their word, revealed to St. Peter, gladly that we would confess your holy name, that you are the Christ, the Son of the living God, that we may be comforted even in the midst of affliction and adversity by your gracious presence, that you would confess us before your Father in heaven. Grant us also that we would follow the example of those godly witnesses in all exercise of holiness even unto our end. Keep us safe always and give us faithful shepherds, those who would walk in the footsteps of the apostles. Lead your flocks into the wholesome pasture of your divine word. Guard them from unprofitable ways of error and by instruction, entreaty, and admonition. Keep them with you in that one true faith. Prepare men's hearts to receive your word. Enable them to bring forth plenteously the fruits of righteousness, that your name may be praised, 
world without end. Amen. The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. Lift up your hearts. We lift them to the Lord. Let us give thanks to the Lord, our God. It is good and right so to do. It is truly good, right, and salutary that we should at all times and in all places give thanks to you, Holy Lord, Almighty Father, everlasting God. Because you have mightily governed and protected your holy church, which the blessed apostles and evangelists instructed in your divine and saving truth. Therefore, with angels and archangels, and with all the company of heaven, we laud and magnify your glorious name, evermore praising you and saying, Holy, Holy, Holy Lord God of Sabaoth, heaven and earth are full of your glory. Hosanna, Hosanna, Hosanna in the highest. Blessed is he, blessed is he, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna, Hosanna, Hosanna in the highest. Lord of heaven and earth, we praise and thank you for having had mercy on those whom you created, sending your only begotten Son into our flesh to bear our sin and be our Savior. With repentant joy, we receive the salvation accomplished for us by the all-availing sacrifice of his body and his blood on the cross. Gathered in the name and the remembrance of Jesus, we beg you, O Lord, to forgive, renew, and strengthen us with your word and spirit. Grant us faithfully to eat his body and drink his blood, as he bids us do in his own testament. Hear us as we pray in his name and as he has taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Our Lord Jesus Christ, on the night when he was betrayed, took bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it and gave it to the disciples and said, Take, eat, this is my body, which is given for you. 
this do in remembrance of me. In the same way also, he took the cup after supper, and when he had given thanks, he gave it to them, saying, Drink of it, all of you. This is my blood of the New Testament, which is shed for you for the forgiveness of sins. This do as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. The peace of the Lord be with you always. Amen. O Christ, the Lamb of God, who takes away the sin of the world, have mercy on us. O Christ, the Lamb of God, who takes away the sin of the world, have mercy on us. O Christ, the Lamb of God, who takes away the sin of the world, grant us your peace. beseech thee, O Lord, that through faith in Peter's confession of Christ, that we might receive pardon and offer you acceptable sacrificial prayers of thanksgiving. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. I will receive the bread of heaven and call upon the name of the Lord. Lord, I am not worthy you should come under my roof, but only speak the word, and my soul shall be healed. The body of our Lord Jesus Christ, which was given for me, preserve my body and soul unto life everlasting. <coughs> Amen. What shall I render to the Lord for all his benefits toward me? I will take up the cup of salvation and call upon the name of the Lord. I will call upon the Lord who is worthy to be praised, and so shall I be saved from my enemies. The blood of our Lord Jesus, which was shed for me, preserve my body and soul unto life everlasting. Amen. Come. Indeed, this is the true body of our Lord Jesus Christ, given into death for the forgiveness of all of your sins. Take indeed, this is the true body of our Lord Jesus Christ, given for you for the forgiveness of all of your sins. and drink. This is the true blood of our Lord Jesus Christ. Take and drink. 
This is the true blood of our Lord Jesus Christ shed for you for the forgiveness of all of your sins. Take and drink. This is the true blood of our Lord Jesus Christ. May this true body and blood strengthen and preserve your body and soul unto life everlasting. Depart in peace. our lips as food, O Lord, may we possess in purity of heart what has given us in time be our healing for eternity. your servant depart in peace according to your word. For my eyes have seen your salvation, which you have prepared before the face of all people. I like to lighten the Gentiles and the glory of your people Israel. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Oh, give thanks unto the Lord, for He is good. And his mercy endures forever. Let us pray. May your sacrament fill us with joy, O Lord, that we may receive the fullness of thy pardon through our Lord Jesus Christ, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Bless we the Lord. Thanks be to God. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace.